everybody. Today is May 18th, 2020, and you are loved. If you are just joining us at the beginning of this here show, we are starting recovery part. I believe this is part four of our recovery arc going on at this time. It's a good, it's a good. I'm bad at wording, apparently, this evening. But, uh... If you would like to help support this show so I can word better, uh, consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures. We have an after show up there called Nights in the Courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community. All of those audio casts are being made available for free. We're just hosting them through Patreon. So if you would like to find the answers to your questions, you can go there. It'd be a good time. Uh, if you are looking for ways to help support the show consider going to indoor adventure no s at the end dot redbubble.com we got t-shirts we got posters we got mugs we got crop tops throw pillows bath towels bath shower curtains that's the word maybe bath towels we'll figure out how to get there i'm not sure if anybody would want those though uh and also we are doing a giveaway so uh, if you follow the link to the side, you can click for a chance to enter. We are currently going to be giving away two sets of dice, one 11 set and one 7 set of the winners choosing from our dear friends at Die Hard Dice. So, if you would like to get your hands on some sweet, sweet dice and find yourselves within my mailing region of the United States, then you could possibly win these sweet, sweet dice. Also, speaking of things that are super sweet, uh, we have been contacted by our dear friend Babars to help promote the Shelter in Play bundle. Uh, so if you go to DriveThruRPG, you can actually get over $170 worth of tabletop RPG products, including the Power Outage Core book, among other wonderful products, all for the low, low price of $10. And of course, the money that ends up getting dropped for said Shelter in Play bundle ends up going to help out the Shelter in Play charity. It's a good time. They've teamed up with the Child's Play Network and also with Extra Life. So we already support both of those things. Let's keep supporting this thing as well. So that is it for my spiel. Hey, RJ, who are you playing tonight? I don't know. Who am I playing tonight? Hi, everybody. I'm RJ, and I'm playing Albergine Ostafor, the Asmar Warlock Barbarian. Hi, everyone. I'm LB Hackamup. I'm in a new spot uh, just for today, uh, and I'll be playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. Hi. I'm Cyber. He, him. I play Arjant, the Draconian Bloodhunter Fighter. He, him. And hey, everybody, I'm Wings. I'm playing as Coriander, the Elden Paladin tonight. Both she, her. And I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last we left off, you had all made it to the mainland and decided that you were going to set off towards where you believe Calum's general vicinity to be, a region to the northwest of the small town of Gilead. Along the way, you ended up meeting with a red draconian named Kendek, who had quite a few questions to Arjan about what it meant uh, when Arjan informed him that they were very similar. Kendek has since uh, gained a sense of familiarity with the group and has agreed to join them for the time being, as Arjan is the only family that Kendek currently knows. 
it was then that as you continued, you ended up fighting off against a very powerful blood hunter named Breld, who was able to cast a feeble mind spell on Arjan. However, the feeble mind spell did not uh it didn't dissuade Arjan from winning the blood duel, uh, resulting in the rival blood hunter being picked up, carried to a hundred feet up in the air, and surreptitiously dropped. Uh, after that stint of combat, you all were then made to uh, go towards the hollow locks while Arjan was still suffering the effects of this feeble mind spell. Upon arriving, you were able to meet up with several of your furball companions, who you managed to tell, Fig says hey. They were very appreciative of this message. Appreciative so much so that they ended up curing your friend of the illness which had befallen him. It was during this time that you ended up reconvening with Talon, the Dulahan leader of the Fey Folk of the Hollowed Locks, who then informed you all that there had been a series of kidnappings within the Hollowed Locks, as two figures that he was unable to track have been going after Fey Folk uh, throughout the woods. The events seemed sporadic, and you weren't necessarily sure where to begin looking for these two. It was then during the night that Arjan, Gwen, and Corey all received a message uh, awaking you from your slumber from what sounded like a maturish woman who said, You must hurry. There isn't much time left. And Arjan, you recognized this voice to be that of the Lady in Green, a spirit whose soul you had helped save the last time you had here, uh, you were here in the Hollowed Locks ruins. So what is the group doing? Corey, I know that you had gone out to reconvene with nature uh, and cast plant growth over the evening, so you are uh, you are currently away from the rest of your party when you receive this information. All right. Get up. What? What is it? We need to go. Why? Where are we going? Uh, did, I don't know. Did the lady in green say anything else that was pertinent? She did not. Uh, but that message was delivered to you, Gwen, and Corey. So, Gwen, you also heard that. Uh, oh, I thought you said I didn't. I'm no, sorry. No, the only one who did not was Alberjan because he was not here the last time you guys were here. So she doesn't know to to tell him anything. Right. And conduct. And Kendek is also peacefully sleeping. Yeah, so Shit, guys, we gotta go! Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Uh... Okay. So, you awaken Kendek. Uh, yep. You awaken Alberjan. Uh, Kendek uh, asks if there is time for him to put on armor. <laughs> Quickly! Is there time for him, for it's him ten, to put It on takes armor? ten minutes unassisted for him to put on his chainmail. I will help. Okay. So that is... Stand at a table yep. and help. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Corey, you also hear this message. Um, yep. She's got Ambleforth with her. Um, so her eyes fly open, uh, and she leaps to her feet, and she says, Hurry, Ambleforth, we don't have much time. And she'll swing onto his back, and the two of them will... Back to the party as quickly as they can okay 
and Albajan. Oh, he's just quickly putting on armor and grabbing his greatsword. What's what's the problem? Uh, the Guardian of the Forest. I just said there wasn't a lot of time. Mm. So, so, so fable bit There's a bit of urgency. Yes, it yeah. does involve the Fae. Cool. I cool. think it involves the Fae, right? No. No, it's not Fae. She's not Fae, no. No, she's not Fae. No. Let's go, people! Put your pants on! Okay, and as you guys finish uh, donning your gear, that is when Corey ends up coming up on Ambleforth. Corey, we got a message! Yes, no, I've got it too. Hey, did, did she tell you anything pertinent? Um, she said, hurry, we don't have much time. Super informative. I never actually met the green lady. No. Okay. Well, where did I meet the green lady last? The last place that you had met her was in a small grove not far from uh, from the small city structure of the Hollow could, Fox. Could I retrace my steps there? Yes, you could. Okay. We've got horses and stuff. Uh, Do it. Yeah, I'll start leading. I'll start leading. Okay. Sounds good. So, make a survival check. Uh, also, blood die. Yes. Six. Okay. So, you... uh, survival. Yes. Two. Okay. So wait, does it does this involve Fafine or undead? I'll say it does. I'll say that this counts. 14. Okay. Wow, that is a much different number. <laughs> uh, yeah, so with a 14, uh, you are able to successfully navigate through the woods. And with your expediency, as you are getting close uh, to arriving at this opened grove, you see the telltale greenish light that you know to come from this spectral guardian but you hear what sounds like what sounds like voices coming from ahead that are both masculine in nature and you hear what sounds like the maneuvering of armor and as you get closer, I would like for everybody to make perception checks. Starting off hot with a natural 20, 24, 13. Nice. Nine. With D&D Beyond, it's never been easier to load your character sheet. Uh, 12. <laughs> okay. So Gwen, you can't really see over the foliage. Uh your natural environment is once again playing against you. Corey, you are not sure where to look. 
but uh, mostly due to this uh, very brilliant green light that seems to be shedding from the internals uh, area of this grove. Arjan, you see the Guardian, and you see that there are two figures that are standing about 30 feet away from where she is. You see that there is this mountain of a man who is covered in this very smooth, uh, almost uh, rounded and curved set of full plate armor. And upon their uh, face, you see that they are wearing what looks like a porcelain boar mask that has these two sick tusks that seem to outstretch from the front. They yes, have starting early. <laughs> yes. They have uh, a two-handed weapon that looks almost like a maul, uh, but you see that the shaft of the maul actually has a spiked point at the end as well as at the connecting part on the top, and the central weight, uh, the actual blunt force of uh, object on this maul, looks like it has these almost divots and holes on one side where they are not present on the front end and the second figure that you see has jet black raven hair that extends down almost upon their entire back uh they are actually perched uh sitting or standing on a low hanging branch of a tree they are not wearing a shirt at all, but instead seem to have a series of black, solid black tattoos that extend from their upper torso down the full length of their arm that in the starlight that comes from above, you see that there are what look to be almost uh, a pattern-like uh, tattooing of almost gold filigree along the uh, the otherwise solid black tattoos, and they have what looks like a corvid mask upon them. And the one with a corvid mask has in their hand what looks like a small stoppered bottle that is made of iron. And as they point it forward, you see them undo the top part of the bottle and al seeing this you know what is about to happen you haven't ever been on missions like these but the ones that would go out like to talk about their captures and you watch as crow undoes the lid of this iron flask and the lady in green begins to shift and move like smoke billowing in the reverse and the light of the grove disappears as you watch her form get siphoned into this small bottle i would like to use a, a bonus action to activate my radiant consumption as al dashes forward into the clearing, yelling Crow's name. Crow. So you're just yelling Crow, or are you yelling their actual name? He's gonna yell Crow. Okay. So, with that, I'd like for everybody to roll for initiative. 
Everything is awesome. Okay, got everybody. So, that is who? Oh, poor Ken. Okay, so. Save the boy. Albert uh, 17. Corey. 18. Arjan. 13. And Gwen. Dirty 20. Okay. Sounds good. So, you have yelled out Crow's name and are rushing headlong into the grove and... You see this masked figure's head shoot over towards where you are emerging from the brush. And you see their head kind of shift from side to side in a very curious manner. And then there's a slow realignment of their mask upwards as they recognize the mask of the jackal. And you see their shoulders shaking up and down in a laugh as you watch as their form seems to dissipate in where it is, instead turning into a multitude of crows that then reappear higher up in this tree than looking down towards you. That is it for their turn. So next up, Gwen. Your friend Albajan has just rushed headlong into combat. You see a mountain of a man wearing full mail, wearing the mask of a boar. And then you see a chuckling scrawny boy uh, who has just jumped from tree branch to tree branch and seems to just be taking note of you all. Uh, Gwen is going to say, if I break that thing, is it a problem? If she breaks that thing, is it going to be a problem? No. Do it. <laughs> uh, I would like to use my bonus action to tiny rage. And then Gwen is going to throw the Sunforger. Okay. And explode it. It's a 20-foot radius. Can I hit both of them? Uh, you would not. Crow had hopped up 30 feet into a tree. And he's the one who has the... Has the iron bottle. But to be fair, Gwen does not know... Uh, you are not able to see what had happened during that time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Um, But I can see him. Yes. He's a squishier one, right? He's not wearing any armor. Oh, he's gonna get it. X gonna give it to you. Uh, <laughs> get a 15... Uh, dexterity save, please. Okay. So, with the dice. I don't have any of my dice. This is so weird. It's a 15. <laughs> I'm going to do have dice. Uh, he meets it. So, he takes half damage. He will take... Oh, that's not that good. Come on, D&D &D Beyond. 
Uh, half of 18. Okay. Is this radiant damage? Radiant damage. Okay. I'm sorry, fire damage. Gotcha. Um, and I'm going to ride... Uh, what I want to do is to ride Cybra into battle and then just jump off of her when I get there and attack the next person. So For sure. Um, so can I get there? Yeah. Cool. On Cybra's uh, back, you'd be able to. Wait, do I have that? Yeah, I'll action surge to attack that dude. Okay. Uh, with the run tax. Oh, damn. How's it 29? Oh, uh, yeah, that'll hit. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, for... It does the math for me. 10 damage. Nice. <laughs> and I... Uh, wait. Oh, I cleared it. I don't know if it added my rage damage. I don't think it did. But... That'd be two more. Okay. Sorry, I'm not used to using this, but that's my turn. Okay. Uh, action surge oh, uh, no. gives you a full round of attacks. Right, so I get another attack. Yes. Sorry. How's a 13 to hit? A 13 does not hit. Okay. And I'll shift around. I'll shift through his square to be behind him. Okay. And I'm done. Sounds good. So then next up is Corey. All right. Um, Corey is going to do something similar in which she rides in on Ambleforth and then leaps off to land next to the boar guy. Uh, and she is going to cast Aura of Vitality. And Ambleforth just keeps on going if that provokes at all. They're just gonna let the horse go. It's a weird horse thing. But it they is a weird no horse thing. It's a weird fey horse thing. Uh, anyway, aura vitality, and no one is hurt yet, but I have it up now, and that's a good thing. Um, and as a bonus action, I will do nothing. I'm just gonna sit next to this boyo, and be be intimidating, hopefully. Okay. I'm threatening you. Usually by this point, people need healing. <laughs> Sounds good. Alberjan. Only one person is gone. Looks up at Crow. Get down and fight me, you grackle. The mask still just continues to look at you and then begins to observe. He goes over to the tree where... Crow is perched and slams his greatsword into it. Okay, make an attack roll. Uh, I'm going to rage in addition to that. So I'm recklessly attacking this bad boy. Uh, one, two, twice. Uh, dirty 20. Okay, yeah, that hits a tree. Yeah. For... <clears throat> uh, 15 points of slashing. Okay. The tree is now beginning to list. Uh, you actually took out a decent enough chunk of it that it is beginning to kind of shake back and forth. Uh, it is not toppled yet. 
if I plant my foot on it with a shove as I try and run up the tree as it's falling to get to Crow, a la anime style. Uh, make an athletic or yeah, an athletics check for sure. There are still tree branches that you kind of have to make your way through. Um, twenty-five. Okay. Yeah, so you can plant your boot on said tree uh, as it begins to tilt down, allowing you to begin running up the side of this tree to chase after Crow. How far is he? Uh, he is 30 feet up in the tree. He gets a hand axe. Okay. Make an attack. Of course. Uh, 16 and 8, 22. 24. <clears throat> okay, so for a 24. Four. Yeah, that'll hit. Or, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Roar for damage. Uh, nine. Rage doesn't apply to throwing weapons, correct? It's just melee. Let me see. I just wanted to double check. I want to say it's weapon attack within With five strength feet weapons. Oh. It, it so I'm using it. hand axe with my strength, so uh, that is 11 points of slashing. Okay. So uh, as you throw oh. this hand axe towards Crow. Sorry. Yes. Um, 11 points of slashing, uh, 11 points of radiant. So half that if you have to. Okay. Uh, so they will actually uh, go to... As this hand axe is coming towards them, they go to grab it. And as they do, they kind of uh, begin to maneuver it in such a way where it looks like they're going to be throwing it directly back towards you. But there is a burst of this radiant energy as it's almost like you lobbed a grenade at them with this hand axe. So it the radiant damage then uh, erupts in the palm of their hand. Sounds good. Next up is the boar. Uh, and the boar looks out at your group, sees Corey having just arrived, sees Arjan and Kendek in the back. Uh, Corey, Arjan, and Kendek, I need you all to make a dexterity save. Uh, as Is this a spell effect? Uh, it is. Haha! Advantage for everyone within 10 feet of me. There's a guy casting a spell within five feet of you, Corey. Oh, hell yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I'll do my deck save. Wait, okay. no, it's an interruption, isn't it? I'll attack. Okay. Because that's what I'm supposed to do. Okay. It's been so long! Um. Ooh. Been too long. Uh, a thirteen probably doesn't hit. Thirteen does not hit this guy. That's fine. And they in. are going to slam their maul down onto the ground, and as they do, the perforations that were on the back of this maul seem to glow in an almost radiant light. And as the head of the maul hits the ground, uh, there is a cone of this shock wave. That seems to erupt from the actual head of this mall. So, Arjan, what'd you get for a deck save? 19. 19? You succeed. Ken rolled 
a 12 for his deck save. He does not succeed. And then, Corey, what'd you get for your deck save? 22. You also succeed. So, Corey and Arjan, you are going to be taking half of this, and you do not fall prone. So you Did take... you add the plus three to Ken for being within Corey's or a buzzkill? He's still not high enough. I tried, guys. So, it is 15 points, and then for the both of you, that is halved, but Ken will take the full 15. And you see that he also falls prone. So that is it for their turn. Next up, Arshan. Is there um, how how far is the boar away from me, and how far is the crow away from the boar? The crow is now that the tree is falling away from the fight. They are roughly about thirty feet away from the boar, and the boar is roughly thirty feet away from you. Okay, that's awesome. That's really, really great. Uh, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to get right up in the board's face, uh, light my crossbow first off, uh, and I'm going to need both him and Crow to make a deck save. Okay. So Crow gets... Uh, and the mm, the boar is going to roll a six on that. Okay. Crow got a 21. But the boar... Boar got is... like an eight total. The boar is going to be covered in acid. Okay. Um, I'm behind the boar. Do I also need to make a save? Or do I get covered because he's fucking huge and I'm tiny? Well, I mean, it, it's, if you were in a line between it and the crow. That's up to Edor. So... Or theater of the mind. Gwen does not have to be. But Alberjan did chop down this tree to run up alongside of it. So Al, uh, Al would also be in this line. <laughs> Sorry. Nine. Al, you are covered in acid. <laughs> you need to spend an action to get it off of you. Or do I? That remains to be determined. That's my turn. And I am right up in front of the boar. So this could be really bad. Okay. Or really good. Next up is Ken. Ken's going to use half of his movement to stand. And then he is going to use the rest of his movement to begin uh, circling around from the side, uh, seeing as how uh, things like clusters and lines uh, are are pretty terrifying. He is going to try and stay uh, as close to the side of most things as he can. He will still be ready, though, and he will take a defensive stance. Next up is the top of the round with Crow. So Crow sees Al rushing up the rushing up the trunk of this tree trying to make your way towards him uh is al saying anything is he just growling he's been covered in acid at this point he's right <clears throat> he probably stumbled a little bit as he got splashed in the back by acid but it's looking dead at crow the lights like just blaring out of his mask and a roar, roar on his lips okay and you see crow uh, hunch down kind of into a squatted position 
and then they jump towards you. And as they do, you see that they also have these kind of cracked lines forming along the seams of their personage. Uh, much like you, Al, you know that Crow is one of these Scourge ASMR that were used, uh, that were created during the experiments. And as Crow gets close to you, you see that they have um, a series of blades coming out of what look to be gauntleted weapons, and they are going to try and strike out towards you. So that is a 23 to hit. Did you roll an advantage? I did not. Thank you. A 23 to hit. Yes. Okay. So they are going to be dealing. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Mm -hmm. And then eight points of fire damage. And I need okay. you to make a constitution save. Oh, this bastard stunning strike me. What an ass. Natural 20. So 26. Okay. They're going to make a second attack towards you. And that is a 23 to hit. Okay, that is going to be for 13 points of bludgeoning and 5 points of fire. Okay. Another con save? Yes. <clears throat> 23. Okay. Then they're going to make a third attack towards you. And that is a 17 to hit? Meets. Okay. And then that is for 11 points of bludgeoning and three points of fire. And with uh, each connection that they make <clears throat> towards you, you see the, those uh, fractured scourge lines that they have just seem to flare up, almost as if the fire is coming from within them. Mm -hmm. um, did he stunning strike me on the yes. third? Uh, 22. Okay. okay. I'm surprised to see you here, Jackal. What are you doing so far away from Shem? Aldrin couldn't make it, so I'm here on his behalf. Hmm, you old bear. Next up is Gwen. As this tree collapses in the hind view and you just mm -hmm. see that al is currently swinging his great sword at this very live long-haired individual that seems to just be landing these perfect punches against him solid i am going to uh she gonna reach her hand out and uh gray skull is going to move over and well yeah from her move over and uh be in position uh flanking you know, just for cinematic effect, uh, this gentleman, uh, that, uh, the crow, um, and he's going to take, uh, he's going to take an attack recklessly. That's two twelve. So 22, 23 
A 23 does hit. For fucking uh, 10 points of damage. Okay. And then Gwen is going to attack the bull. The boar. The boar, whatever. The boar. The bitch. <laughs> uh, that is a 27 to hit, hit. For much better. 14 damage. Okay. Sounds good. Then anything else? That's my turn. Okay. So then next up is Corey. Albergeon, you're on deck. All right. Is Albergeon within 30 feet of me? Uh, with some maneuvering, he would be. As in, like, provoking an attack from this boyo, or...? Not yet. You just kind of have to go around to the same backside that Gwen is on. All right. I'll scoot up. <laughs> oh, you want me to... Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to scoot on over there <laughs> into, uh, into cone distance, and um, I'm going to do Aura Vitality uh, bonus action for Albergeon. Uh, that's going to be... Nine hit points for you, my friend. Um, and I'm going to attack the boar. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 23 on the first attack. 23 hits. I'll drop a second level smite on this. Woo. Um, ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. Uh, one, two. Another one for smite. Another one for 11th level improved smite. Uh, that's going to be... Holy shit, there's so much math. Um, seven, eight slashing damage, and then nine, 17, 19 radiant damage. Okay. Uh, and then here comes my second attack. So you realize that the radiant damage that is being inflicted upon this individual doesn't seem to be landing with the same kind of severity as it would any average opponent but knowing what you know of al and these individuals being connected to him makes sense that's fine second attack is a natural 20 oh shit okay shit. oh my god i might not have enough dice for this i'm gonna drop another second level smite on this what you can't kill with vulnerabilities you just Keep whittle it. away as much as possible overpower with dice you overpower with dice um, all right. Well, first of all, here's the slashing damage. Um, eight, 12, 18 slashing damage. Um, here comes the radiant. I'm just gonna have to roll these twice, I reckon. Uh, smite, second level. Uh, it's gonna be eight, 11. 16 plus 22 30 37 39 radiant okay. damage 39 radiant um, damage so they will take 18 of that I think there is We're literally now. nothing else that Thank I can you. do um, also Corey's in moon form I think we left off with that okay enter Sounds good. So that just let me boop, boop. All right. So that is it for Curry's, Corey's turn. RJ, 
Welcome back. It is your turn, Albajan. Does Crow still have the bottle in hand or no? It looks like Crow has attached it to their sash. It doesn't look like they currently have it using it like a weird set of like a roll of quarters or anything like that. Uh, can I slash at it to unequip it from him? Yes, but you will have to use your attack action in order to do this. Okay. I'll do it recklessly. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. One second. Actions. Once. Uh, twice. So 24. Okay. 24 hits. Cool. So uh, are you looking to just uh, remove it from his personage? <laughs> I think I want to remove it from his personage as I run past to grab it. Okay. <clears throat> and then, um, how far away is Arjan? If you ran past Crow, Arjan is four, or is, yeah, he'd be 40 feet away from where you are. Uh, did you also or... roll for your acid damage at the start of your turn? How much do I take? Or is it at the start of Arjan's turn? Is that the start of his? Okay. Uh, give me one second. Conceivably, I can pitch this orb over to Arjan. Four. You take four points of acid damage. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you could use your interact, uh, your interaction to pick it up, but because you already used your action to. Uh, to cut it off, you would have to use another action uh, to throw it. So you could still get it into your hands, but to lob it uh, would, would be, be on my you... next turn. Yes. Okay, cool. Um... Uh, if hypothetically, uh, if I were to possibly use a maneuvering attack on my next turn and give Albergeon another attack, yeah, he could lob it uh, as a reaction. Would he be able to lob it to me? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> well, I do have the do thirsting... that information what you will. I do have the thirsting blade invocation, so I can attack with my pack weapon twice. It's true. Yeah, but it would only apply to the attack, not the actual throwing. Yeah. Because so. sadly, your arms aren't your packed weapon. If only that'd be a, such a great concept, though. All right. So, uh, Al, anything for your bonus action? Yeah, I'm attacking. Okay. Uh, 21 to hit. 21 hits. Motherfuck. Uh, one sec. Here we go. Uh, 13 points of slashing damage, 11 points of radiant. Half that as you will. Okay. How many <clears throat> points of radiant? 11? 11. Okay. Um, oh, bonus action, Cloak of Flies goes up. Um, cool. And Al will pop the greatsword over his shoulder and look to Crow. So let's see what wins out first. One big guillotine or a death by a thousand cuts. You can't see his face, but you know Crow smiles underneath. So then, next up... Takes... Five points of radiant damage at the end of my turn, and two points of fire. 
Okay. I already have the radiant damage. Gotcha. <clears throat> so it's five points of radiant? Yeah, and two fire. Gotcha. So next up is the boar's turn. And they will take. Where did the fucking spell go? Eight points of acid damage. Okay. Right, right, right. So, doo -doo -doo. all right. So they are going to swing with their maul uh, towards. They will do it towards Corey, and that is a sixteen, which does not hit. Yep, that dice is gone. They're gonna make a second attack. That is a nineteen to hit. Yeah. Okay. I forgot to put up my animated shield. Yep. Uh, so they are going to do fifteen points of bludgeoning damage, and then I need you to make a dexterity save. Okay. Twenty-two. Okay. So as this maul strikes against you, you see that the radiant energy that comes from the porphyrated ends extends outward almost like it is like there is some kind of engine working on the inside attempting to drive you further away. And as it connects, you manage to plant yourself down in such a way that you aren't able to or you're not then thrown backwards. But you feel like that is what their goal currently is, is to try and get you off your feet. And then oh they my are going god, to... he has he has the DDD hammer. He do. <laughs> then he's going to make a third attack towards you, Corey. DDD do not. So that is it for the boar's turn. Next up is Arjan. Uh, Arjan would like to take a five-foot step back, provoking an attack of opportunity from the boar, if yes. he would like to. The boar would love to, but I don't think that a 13 hits. Nope. Sure don't. Uh, let me make sure, make triply, triply sure that I know how this feature works before I use it. Uh, either way, I'm going to be making uh, at least one attack on this individual. Okay. Uh... And that first attack is going to be a 13 to hit. A 13 does not hit. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will forego my second attack and also use a bonus action to direct uh, Alberjan to make an attack as a reaction. And you can add a... What is this? What, what do I have? A d6. You can add a d6 to the attack. And I huck the orb at Arjun. Uh, sorry, you can add six to the attack, because I I had to roll it. Nice. 
Yes, you can attempt to throw the flask that you are currently holding towards your friend. It is no orb. It is football shaped, if anything. As What's going on? I rolled another nat 20. Hi. Nice. So you expertly huck this flask in the direction of Arjan. I will say with the nat 20, Arjan, you can just snatch it out of the air. Okay. Uh, and I would like to use the rest of my movement to just uh, back away, fly and back away. Okay. Sounds good. So that is it for Arjan. Next up is Kandak, who is going to place one hand on the hilt of his greatsword and is going to close his eyes take a deep breath in and as they exhale it's not even that chilly out this evening but you just see a curl of uh either smoke or steam come out of their lungs and they are going to use their fighting spirit ability to give themselves some temporary hp and advantage trying to attack this here boy uh and they are going to rush up against the boar and that is that is a 19 to hit. Yeah, 19 to hit, and he does so for... Yay! For 13 points of slashing damage. So, one, two, three. And he's going to make a second attack. And does not hit with the second strike against the boar. Next up is Crow, uh, who looks at uh, looks at you, Alberjan, uh, and says, why don't you just give it back? You don't even know how to open those things. Could save ourselves a lot of trouble. Or we could just keep fighting. In that case, prepare to bury more of your friends. And he is going to try and make a series of strikes against you, which you had... Which all have disadvantage. Which are all even. Because he had recklessly attacked him last turn. Ah, yes, it is. So, that is a 23 to hit. Ear. Okay, so I need you to make a con save. Oof, owie. Uh, 18. Okay, 18 succeeds. You are going to be taking 13 <clears throat> points of bludgeoning damage and 6 points of fire. They're going to make a second attack against you mm -hmm. for a 21 to hit. Yeah. That Minus is 7 on this one. Okay, so then... You will be taking a marginal amount of 11 points of bludgeoning, minus 7 reduced to 3, and then 5 points of fire. Cool. Make another con save. And add 20 again. Oh, God damn. I posted it I posted in four keeps, by the way, I just know. to prove it. 
<laughs> and they are going to then make their third attack towards you with a modified 20 to hit. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> and then that is going to be for 11 points of bludgeoning and 8 points of fire. Just gonna drop that in there. Jesus Christ! D and D Beyond, what are you doing? Wants out to survive. With D and D Beyond, it's never been more easy to nat twenty all of your saves. Bet. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm loving this. This is great. How's Al looking? Forty-eight out of ninety-six. Okay. Woo! Sounds good. Uh, and then at the end of the turn is when the Scourge ASMR ability kicks in? Yep. Alright, so you are going to be taking six points of Radiant and then halved down to three. Alright, so that is it for Crow's turn. They seem to have a vendetta against Al. Next up is Gwen. Corey, you are immediately after. Uh, Gwen is going to use her uh, use um, Greybeard to attack uh recklessly what did graybeard get here sorry grayskull <laughs> hey graybeard oh hey um, how's it going just... yeah. hey uh that's a uh 27 to hit okay uh for um sorry what is it plus seven plus nine so 13 damage okay um, and then I'm going to use my attack on the bull. Boar? Boar. Boar. He's got tusks. Whatever. Whatever. He's a bitch. <laughs> what are tusks, <laughs> if not horns for teeth? Right? Uh, that's 20 fucking 29. Holy shit. Yeah, that'll Ooh, hit. Oh shit. Uh, for math, 21 damage. Oh my god. Uh, Gwen is going to unleash incarnation, uh, and I'm going to use, because I use the attack action, I can take one additional melee attack with uh, my echo. So he's going to attack again for 22 to hit. That'll hit. For 20 damage. Okay. And Gwen's going to. I already did all my things, but Gwen kind of wants to take this guy's mask off. <laughs> okay. That's what she's going to do next round. He is very tall. You will have to climb him. Worked for me before. Uh, I think she's just going to be saying, pay attention to me! <laughs> As she cuts at his ankles. Okay. Sounds good. Then next up, Corey. I'm still thinking about mouth horns, and I don't like it. Um... Uh, okay, Gwen seems like she's got this handled. Um, she's going to... It's so hard to get out of Raven form. Fuck it. She'll drop to Raven form and she's going to um, face step next to Crow and um, Boyle McGee. Al. Okay. Uh, so that's her bonus action. Uh, that's nine hit points off of his, uh, yep. top. 
Okay. Um, oh, and I get those nine back. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to pump a bunch of lay on hands into Al. Uh, how far are you down? Hello. Oh, that's... I scooted past him on the tree, so I'm like behind him now. Yeah, she uh, face-stepped over. She's asking how okay. far down are you in HP? 45 out of 96, so 50%. 50? Yeah. About 50%, yeah. But I'm like, at 45 I'm for out of 96. Here. Oh, God, 45 out of 96. Oh, that is 51. 55. 51? 51. I'll give you 50 hit points. Holy shit. <laughs> with okay. D&D Beyond, it's never been easier to click 50 times to say that you've used 50 <laughs> points of play on hands. Is it, can you just edit the thing to... Nope. nope. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I guess that's it. I, that's all I've got. Hi. All right. So then next up, Al. Al Michael takes some acid. Oh, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> uh... Oh, now that okay. Corey's here, Corey, you take four points of poison damage. Is it when I enter your space? When or you end your turn. When I end my turn, okay. Four points of radiant damage? As, uh, poison damage. Poison damage, all right. You've got a bunch of different auras going on, so let's just try and keep this straight. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, first attack with a greatsword, miraculously, I might add. Mm. Oh my god. Me. Uh, 21. 21 hits. Okay. You'll be taking 9, 13, 15 points of slashing damage, 11 points of radiant damage. Okay. <clears throat> and for my second attack, I'm going to drop my greatsword and grapple him. Okay. Make a grapple check. I got a 27. I got a 25, and I thought I was resting pretty, but nope. Uh, it's going to be hilarious, because <clears throat> Albergine is going to take a page out of Arjan's book, and he's going to lean to the side of the falling tree positioning crow underneath them as they fall okay <laughs> sounds good at the so. end of his turn he take uh, at the end of my turn he takes two fire damage five radiant damage and alberjan is going to whisper in crow's ear i guess it's gonna be a death by thousand cuts does Corey also take damage no i'm too far down Cory was on the tree with I'm you. I'm right next to you. No, I jumped off with Crow uh -huh. in my arms. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Sounds good. So that was the end of Elberjan's turn. Next up is the boar, who is going to take eight points of acid damage. Okay. Again. Sounds good. They... Gwen, now that you've said 
fight me, focus on me. You used a reckless attack, correct? Sure did. So the boar is just going to turn and look towards you and you hear almost like a snout kind of sniffle coming from Mm -hmm. the inside of the mask and you feel some sort of magical effect wash over you Mm -hmm. as they cast hunter's mark upon you solid and then they are going to make an attack towards you do it do it do it all right so is a 17 to hit yes i don't know why as gwen i just get so pumped when people attack me (laughs) Seventeen points of bludgeoning, and then okay. make a dexterity save. This is from a source you can see. Uh, it's a fifteen. Okay, so a fifteen is exactly what you needed. So they are going to rear back and make a second attack towards you. That is another seventeen. I should get better armor. <laughs> For 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then make another deck save. Okay. 14. Okay. On a failure from this deck save, the target is pushed 15 feet backwards. So as uh, this is a full golf swing connection Mm -hmm. (laughs) with this maul, and he hits against your center of mass, and for 15 feet, you fly away from them. And then they, but yeah. I don't land prone, right? Uh, you do land prone. Shit. Okay. And they are going to then turn, uh, and begin a bull rush towards Arjan. Uh, so they are going to attempt to make a goring attack with the tusks that they with me up in the air. That's true. So they cannot get you up in the air. Um. They'll make a goring attack against Gwen. Okay. <laughs> that seems. Yeah, that seems faster. logical. Yeah. They are still going to be leaving Kendex area, and your boy hit with an opportunity attack. Woo! Woo! Get that money. For ten points of damage. Get it. Okay, and then. That is a modified 20 to hit. Mm-hmm. So from the goring strike, that is 15 points of slashing damage. Okay. And uh, when they rush forward, they mm-hmm. don't run necessarily. You see that their back legs kind of twist out a little bit and they land on their two uh on their front facing hands holding mm-hmm. their ergosh in one side and they just begin rushing towards you scurrying as they go so the you're saying his fa- <laughs> you're saying his face is close to mine yes uh his face is currently you know embedded in your chest solid uh do i notice does he seem like a barbarian or he does not okay 
He just seems like he likes fighting. All right, so that was it for the boar's turn. Next up is Arjan. Okay, okay, okay. So there's a, there's a boar on top of Gwen. Yes. There's a uh, crow that Albertjan is on top of. Um, cool. And I've got uh, a bottle that is topped off in my hand. Yes. Uh, it. Do I know how to use this? Make an Arcana check. Does it involve Fae Fiend or Undead? Fae and Fiend, yes. Right, I'm going to take that advantage because uh, I don't really like that natural one. Uh, I do like a 20. Not okay. natural. Uh, so you know that an item like this requires a command word in order to be used. And I didn't hear anything before that. You did not. <laughs> Do I know how to reset a command word? Uh... Does resetting the bottle to factory settings delete the Fey inside? It might. You're not sure. Okay. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to hex the boar, giving him disadvantage on strength checks. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, and then I would like to take two shots of <coughs> crossbow. Okay. 17. A 17 does not hit. Seventeen. Uh, still no. Hmm. Not this time. That's my turn. Okay. Sounds good. So then it is Kendek's turn, and they are going to run after the boar as well, uh, and try and make a heck of a stab against him. He's unable to, and unable to. Nice. Good job, Kendek. You tried. Next up is Crow's turn. And Crow is currently plummeting out of a tree. Uh, this is not how he necessarily saw his evening going, but honestly, he is rather pleased at the events that have transpired. And as the two of you plummet, Al, uh, Crow becomes less tangible in your arms as they burst into a swarm of ravens or a swarm of crows uh and are no longer able to be grappled so you just begin falling and the crows make a series of squawks that seem to be in a rhythmic pattern uh al you know you would know that this is a code that is generally used by members of uh, members of your old order that are able of wild shaping. And the uh, code that is given out from this is find me later. You know what to do. 
and they will use their movement to then just fly off in the woods. You'd rather escape than die by your hand. So By my hug. By my huggies. So that is it for Crow, and they have disappeared into the tree line. Next up is Gwen. Gwen, you currently have this mountain of a man atop you, face buried in your chest, quite legitimately because tusks. <laughs> uh, Gwen is going to... Can I pull off his mask? Can I make a strength check to see if I can pull off his mask? Yes. Yes. 22. Okay. So a 22. Uh, as you go to pull off the mask, there is a tearing sound that comes with it where Al's mask is very easily mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on and off. As you tear the mask off of this individual's face, you see that they had actually uh, grafted it to the sides of their own face. Mm -hmm. The eyes that stare back at you are pallid and milked over. What did you say? They are pallid and milked over. Oh, I heard pallid and milked over, and I thought I missed something. <laughs> I was like... Because they wear vestments? Uh... You see that they have uh, these, like, mutton chops along the sides that are not very well groomed and a little bit of grizzle along uh, around the ridges of their mouth, and you see that they are just frothing. It looks like they are borderline feral. My God, how did you shave? And I'm going to uh, <laughs> use my second attack. Uh recklessly which is why not uh that's a 25 for same uh 13 damage 13 mm -hmm. okay. um and i want to move i don't remember if dismissing my echo is a bonus action um oh i can move okay he can move 30 feet can he get to me i would say yes okay so i'll just have him move up um as i think that's part of my bonus action oh no i can just do it okay then um on my bonus action i'm going to um just give this guy what for and tell him he's ugly i'm gonna hurt him with words they snarl at you and it That's seems it. like there's no one home inside. i do not feel bad then that i ripped off his mask no so then next up is Corey. Uh, Corey, you are all, on a falling tree. 
I am on a fallen tree. Um, how far away did that swarm of crows get? Uh, that swarm of crows got 40 feet into the tree line. I see. Uh, assuming I could get 10 feet closer by running up the tree, um, I could uh, misty step towards them and... Oh! Oh! I'm a fucking idiot. This is a shape changer. Moonbeam. Okay. Make a perception check. Thirteen. We're unable to see them in the tree line. Fuck. Okay. Never mind. I'm gonna go running down the tree. <laughs> okay. Uh, in a very similar uh, anime style way to Owl from earlier, running up the tree, she goes running down the tree. Uh, and she's going to attack the boar. Okay. Oh, but first of all, sorry. Um, I got distracted. Bonus action, uh, healing for Alberjan. Uh Five hit points. All right, running down the tree to the boar, attacking now. Uh, it's going to be a 16. 16 does not hit. All right. Second attack uh, is going to be a 17. 17 does not hit. All right. I'm here. I'm ready to contribute. Yeah. All right. Al, you are falling through the sky. You are sizzling from acidy damage. How much acidy damage do I take? You take... Fair. Okay. <clears throat> because you had jumped out of a tree holding a man. I was about to ask, is there any way to accelerate my fall? When you hit the ground, you take 15 points of bludgeoning. Reduce to seven. seven. Yeah. Our regime stands up, kind of groggy, his greatsword, right next to him, picks it up, and then starts running towards the boar. <clears throat> Can I make it there? Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Cool. Crow's gone, so here we go. I'm gonna drop a second level smite on this. No, I'm not. 15 does not hit. It does not. Second attack. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 does hit. Uh, I'm doing fourth level things. 5d8. Cool. Roll that. Plus. That. <coughs> he takes. Uh, 14 points of slashing damage, 11 points of radiant damage, and 29 points of force damage. And he's knocked prone. So what are those numbers again? Sorry. <clears throat> uh, sorry. He takes 29 okay. points of uh, force damage. He takes 12, 14 points of slashing damage, 11 points of radiant damage, and he's knocked prone. Okay. And he just sort of tilts off to the side when you hit him. 
Do I see his face? Uh, you do. You see Albergine's shoulders just sag. You turn. Uh, at the end of the turn, he takes five points of radiant damage, two points of fire damage. Do I also, because I'm underneath him? Yes. yes. And, so, of course, your so ghost does Corey. pops. Sorry. Thanks. What, how much damage was that? Uh, whoa, hold on, sorry. Uh, I think it's two Five. points of fire damage. And radiant consumption is six points in radiant. Okay. I'm actually doing this wrong. Ow! That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is the boar. And the boar is going to take nine points of acid damage. But, okay. They are going to rear up uh, and try and bring down their maul directly onto Gwen. Do it. And Gwen, did you reckless against them last turn? I did. Okay. That is a natural 20. Oh, good luck, Gwen. You're raging. You're fine. Ah, uh, she also has Hunter's Mark on me. You're raging. You're fine. It's an extra dice of the same damage, so you resist it. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's oh. He's doing a lot of math over there. He's I mean, doing a lot of dice. Technically, it's magical. I don't know if you're resistant. Specifically, like magical. I don't know. Take a total of 47 points of damage. That's what I take, or is that halved? That is not halved. Okay. I'm not even bloodied. Okay, I'm technically bloodied. <laughs> and you hear the semblance of language from this figure who looms over you give it back and they are going to attempt to strike at you again no <laughs> what? I love how everybody's attacking the person the people who don't have this thing I'm pretty sure he wants his mask back 17 to hit that it's okay so that is for 24 points. Damn. And then third hit. That is a 19 on the die. That hits. For 23 points of bludgeoning. Cool. As they just bring this large hammer down upon you. For multiple interactions of the mm -hmm. uh, That is all that they can do at this point, though. They seem to just be focusing primarily on you. Next up, Arjan. Do I perceive... End of their turn, they take five points radiant, right? No, they take um, four points of poison damage. Okay. Sorry, this is a lot to keep track of. Arjan. Do I see a whole bunch of crows flying off in the distance? 
make a perception check. Five. You do not. With a, with a natural one. <laughs> Ooh. No. You do not at this time. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to attack Zibur. Okay. 24. That'll hit. Okay, I have to roll. I have to roll many, many different dice for this. Ten points of piercing damage, which is magical. I don't want to move. He does not have any negatives. Okay. Um. Um. And then D four, D six. Six points of necrotic damage. Reroll that D four. Two points of fire damage. Okay. They are barely holding on. Second attack. 22. That hits. Alright, that's just plus 4. Uh, no resistances to any of that, right? Uh, resistance to the necrotic. Okay, so... Uh, one necrotic, half to zero. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be nine points of the other damages. All right. That is exactly what you needed. Arjan, what does it look like when you sink this bolt satisfyingly? Unceremoniously as possible, just like this dude is raging over, over Gwen, like saying, give her back and everything. And then I just like... Okay. And with a sudden thud uh, of two crossbow bolts landing in perfect succession, the boar stops fighting and drops, landing atop you, Gwen. And I, I would, catch him as he's falling. I would like to drop concentration on acid stream. <laughs> okay. Uh, because he was already on all uh, on all fours above Gwen, he ah. just kind of lands a little bit more it's not a towering timber and as you guys find yourself outside of combat that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening so i'd like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and join us we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes so don't go no place unless it is to grab a food grab a drink grab a friend or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com pick yourself up something nice otherwise check out the the sweet shelter and play bundle being sponsored by our dear friends uh, behind Power Ravish and all sorts of other things. It's really neat. It's only 10 bucks. Get a lot of cool stuff. And we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. Bye bye. See you soon. And we're back. Hello, everybody. What is this? I see. Well, good for you. Oh, guys. no, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> What did you drink? Soju that's been there for like two weeks. Oh, Cyrus is going to town. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mistakes have been made. Connor, no. <laughs> so. Uh, everybody drinks some water. <laughs> everyone drink water. Make sure you look. Very important lesson here at the Indoor Adventure stream. You hydrate or you dihydrate. There is Hell no yeah. in between. So, 
you guys have just slain the mountain of the man, the boar. Uh, you ripped the mask off of his face, uh, and they lay slain about you. Uh, we did also point out over the break that this individual, being a member of the uh, of this ASMR clan, uh, has two souls. So, Arjan, uh, there's a twofer opportunity. Should you like to dedicate these kills to your lady queen? I do not. I immediately start casting Identify on the flask. Okay. Sounds good. So, it's going to take 10 minutes in order to cast, uh, in order to do the ritual casting of it. So, anything else that anybody would like to do during this time? Uh, I cannot cast ritually. Um, oh, okay. The, uh, the spell does take a minute to cast, though. Gotcha. Okay. So, there's a minute while you are doing this. Corey's going to run up to the boar um, and drop a point of lay on hands into him. Dead as a doornail. He's pretty dead. Alright, um, she is going to uh, lay her sword down on the ground. Um, she's going to clip a uh, diamond out of her ear and she's going to place it on the boar's face. Um, and she's going to speak to him and say, if you want to live, then give me your name. Nothing comes. They are deceased. Uh, she tries this for a few moments, uh, and then eventually giving up, just like um, makes a fist with that diamond in her hand and punches the ground once. Gwen is still trapped underneath this thing, but you can. Oh, I'm gonna hook this. I'm gonna hook up. this guy off me. I'll just like flop him over. Is it cool if I keep this? I hold up the mask. Uh. Oh. I ask that you don't keep that. We could and use it, though. Al will take his mask off and kneel next to Emil. He seems at peace. You see him bend over and touch foreheads with the boar. You can rest now, brother. And um, <clears throat> from behind, you can see that the armor has eaten away at Al's back, and you can see what looks like a jackal skull that's along like the broad of his back, um, with like tribal markings going up to the arms and what looks like tally marks. So where's the other one? He got away. Well, let's track him. Unless you can track birds in flight. We got Cybra. He's a good girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, the casting. So after a minute of casting, uh, your identify spell lets you know that this is an iron flask. Uh, it is a very powerful uh, magical item that uh, you have actually seen before in your adventures. Warfare girl, 
Thank you for the raid. <laughs> Hello. Hello. If you haven't read right. it already, check out the sale at Drive Through RPG. It's pretty cool for Shelter and Wait, play. wait, wait! Hidden raid. Say hi. Say <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, hi. She's sleeping. No, they were playing with my feet. Come here. They know they fucked up. But there you go. Hidden uh, raid. So I find out this is an oh. Iron Flask. Yes. Uh, as far as the command word, um... so I mean, you can you can determine that. Do I learn the command word from the identify, or do I learn that I that need it... to attune to it to set it? Yes. Uh, actually, the Iron Flask doesn't take attunement. Um, okay. So you would just need to know what the command word is in order to actually set it. Once you know what the command word is, uh, you can then change it. And but identified it isn't going to give me that. No. It is not written uh, precariously on the underside of the <laughs> flask. Okay. Would I know Before, the Before um, too much time passes, Corey would like to cast Locate Object on Crow's Mask. Ooh. Okay. Um, if it is within a thousand feet, she knows where it is. Um, and if it's in motion, she knows which direction. It is in motion. It is currently heading northwest. She's going to mount up on, uh, she, she's going to call Ambleforth to her side, <laughs> comes up running beside her, and she's going to, Breath of the Wild, swing up onto his back and say, um, all is not lost. And she's going to ride. I'm sorry, your friend's not going to get the burial he deserves or doesn't deserve. I don't really know how this is working, but we got to go. I call Cyber over. Okay. Kendek is looking at you, Arjan, looking at Cory as she swings up uh, upon her horse and then looks back at you, uh, seemingly for some direction in what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but we have a job to do. I'm going to jump up on our back and follow Cory. So, probably didn't hear, do, would I know the command word or? Make a history check. Oh boy. 18. With an 18, I would say that you would know the command word. Uh, it is in celestial, and the words are found a new home. Gil, raise a hand up for Arjun, the flask, quickly. Ye catches it says the command words and unstops it and as quickly as had gone into the flask the lady in green emerges back out and when they look down towards you uh al you know that for the next hour they consider you to be a friend and we'll 
do as your command uh, and will perform up to your commands as best uh, as best as they can. You will short bow. We need to track a flock of crows that have left this forest. And we need to ride fast. And the lady nods and says, Track them, I cannot. But if swiftness is what you desire, then so be it. And as you ride towards the tree line, uh, you all gain a tree strider's blessing. So you are currently Ooh. able to just hop from tree to tree as you go through this wood. Um, Alberjan's gonna sink his greatsword at the head of Emil pick up the hammer. I'm coming back for that later. Swing up on his horse and start riding. Okay. So, make a... What we're going to do here is that we are going to do a... It's an ability contest? That's what they're called? Skill check. Skill challenge. That's the one. We are going to do a skill challenge because... Crow is currently flying away at a very quick pace. Uh, they're able to move close to, I think, as their flock. Let me just check on this real quick. I believe they can move upwards of 80 feet. Ooh. Fuck. So can our horses. Yep. Plus but strength. they have a... But yeah. True. So they can move... Boop, boop, boop. They can move 100 feet in a round. So they are going to be making... Uh, as they are, they can move very quickly. Thankfully, you do have this Tree Striders bonus. Uh, so everybody roll initiative to determine your order in the skill challenge. Actually, our horses can... Well, uh, I used a war, war horse stat block. They have 60 feet of movement. Nice. Oh no, this is diff difficult terrain. It would be, but thankfully your ability to, again, go from tree to tree is helping, helping close that gap pretty significantly. Five. Okay. 19. Gwen? 14. Poor Cybra. And Corey? 3. Alright, and Ken is just following uh, at this point, so he will not be, uh, unless you guys want him to, uh, he will not be participating in this skill challenge. So, that the first one al how would you like to try um, and and catch after this flock of crows fuck um i guess i'll be using perception to guide the horses through the tree strides to the quickest point to cory okay Ooh, 
natural 20. Jeepers. 24. Yeah, that'll hurt. Or that'll do it. Okay, so that is one success. Then next up, Gwen. Um, okay, I'm going to use my survival uh, to help track because uh, Cyber is really only good at a couple things. So, and one of them is perception. So, survival. Ooh, seven. Seven does not succeed. All right. So, as you are currently trying to help, Cybra is having. Uh, it's almost like a stop-start mentality where they go forward, run a little bit fast, turn around to make sure everybody else is still coming along, even though you are wanting her to, you know, continue running and make sure that things actually go successfully. But she seems to be a little caught up in the pack mentality of the fact that you guys are all running and you're running so fast. This is great. So then next up is Arjan. Um, would I be able to... Uh... I know Gwen already did a survival check. Uh, would I be able to like look for possible like breaks in the trees or anything using an investigation check? I I'd allow investigation. Twenty-two. Okay, with a twenty-two, you are certainly able to do this thing. Uh, as you are uh, rushing through these woods, uh, being able to. Uh, make out things in the tree line is a little bit difficult uh you are nearing a new moon so there isn't a huge silvered coin in the sky shedding light upon everything but given that circumstance you are still able to keep a good eye out and make sure that you are maintaining the correct direction so that is a success Corey. Uh, I would like to use a persuasion to effectively communicate to the rest of my party which direction the crows are going. Okay. Fifteen. Okay, a fifteen just succeeds. And you guys can feel yourself making quite a bit of a close-in on where this crow, uh, this flock of crows has flown off. I imagine the way that her uh, locate object spell is working, I'm invoking a lot of video games, uh, works the same way as it does in Shadow of the Colossus, where she's riding on the back of the horse, she's got her sword up in the air, and like, you know, she lines it up until all the beams of light converge into one direction, and then just, yeah! Okay. I dig it. Ow. We're back at the top with Yee. Um, I don't have that many skills. Um, I guess in an athletics check to, I'm sorry, Lady Green, but maybe, uh, there are obstacles in the way and he rides forward and just smashes it with a great hammer. Okay. There's a boulder. Man, a boulder! Uh, 16. Okay. 16 is a success. So you were able to smash that there boulder out of the way. It was a nice boulder. Uh, and you guys are two it successes. It was a large boulder, but now it's the size of a small boulder. <laughs> You're two successes away from completing this skill challenge. So you feel like you are within several hundred feet 
of where the crow has flown to. Uh, at this pace, you know that you it will be only a matter of seconds before you are upon them. So, Gwen. Um, I am going to uh, use per uh, Cyra's perception uh, for this because uh, she good at it and pack tactics. So I get an advantage. Okay. 22. Okay. So a 22 is successful and Cybra is able, being a wolf herself, uh, is able to very easily find the uh, the nature trails and kind of like the deer trails that most uh, horses wouldn't be able to take. But Cybra is so quick and agile uh, that her form is able to quickly uh, gain momentum. And at this point, Gwen, you can see this uh, cluster of raven or cluster of crows flying through the air uh, at a expedited pace. So then next up, Arjan. I, mm, I would like to use Arcana. Uh, and I would like to, if I know how uh, Corey's locate object is working, uh, if I know like what the fate or other extra in entity stuff going on in the fa in this forest if i know how all of that is like leading us to there uh just like i don't know try to like arcanely triangulate like where it's leading us and see if it like maybe there's a better path there yeah i'm here for it 15 15 is just enough so arjan how do you lead your group to catch up with this swarm o crow? Uh, so like with uh, Corey's locate object, I think like the beam is like starting to pass through a couple of the trees and uh, specifically it goes against like, I don't know why, but the words mini sequoia are jumping into my head. Sure. So we're going to go with that. They, they like pass through one of them and Ajahn's like, no, go that one. <laughs> With that nine charisma, um, and I th maybe he like dashes ahead on Arvac and uh, guides his horse to like jump through that sequoia, and uh, whenever, wherever it leads, uh, we hear the fluttering of crows atop it, and then like hopefully everybody else also jumps through that tree. Yeah, no, they do. Uh, at this point, the skill challenge has been successful, and you are riding directly underneath this grouping, this cluster. So, can I shoot them? Yes, you can. Twenty-two. Twenty-two will hit. And natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that'll hit for sure please don't kill this one you can't subdue unranged I have really good aim um, so it's going to be 12 for the first one okay uh, 
uh, 20 for the second. Okay, so as the second bolt shoots into this grouping of crows, you watch as they all seem to disappear into a almost ash-like substance. And in their place is a humanoid wearing this uh, very articulate porcelain mask of a crow that is sailing through the air for a brief moment and then they catch themselves onto a tree branch and they are going to begin trying to uh, escape this time without uh, the help of their broken crow form. Can I tree stride into a tree and then out of a tree at an elevation? I will say yes. Uh, all right. I'm going to literally jump off of Ampleforth sideways into a tree and then just like zoom out of a tree and try to grapple him. Okay. With my one arm, so probably a disadvantage. Ooh. Uh, 13. 13. I got a 15. So as you go to grapple them, you just hear the voice behind the mask say, well, that's a neat trick, but if you could just stop for a hot minute, that would be wonderful. Um, if you will allow it. Uh, I imagine she, like, tussles with him for a moment and he like gets past her and starts running um can i channel divinity yes nature's wrath uh i'm going to try and grip him with that he needs to do a strength or dex uh saving throw it's choice dex save of a modified 20 all right he's fine okay Far I did my best. That, that has literally never worked. It's fine. That's all right. Uh, they are up in the tree lines again, so about 30 feet up. Uh, Albergine is going to track a crow on the tree, point up at him, and cast whole person. Okay. Uh, with 16. He is not wise enough for that shit. And their body just goes a bit rigid as they are held. Quickly, Corey. Uh, flips her hair out of her face. Um, she walks up to him and gets, a, gets her arm around his neck and then falls into the tree and pulls him with her. Okay. And you arrive on the ground. They are just dragging this held individual and they see that they are surrounded they still have their mask on i'm gonna lean up to al and just say don't we want him to lead us back to where calum is unfortunately yes so let it slip Or do you think we can persuade him to take us there? 
Unfortunately, I think he might backstab us on the way there, so no. Rather not him get him good. Do you have a good enough hold on him, Corey? I might need a hand. You can feel like Crow is trying to laugh. <laughs> Looks over to Gwen. You want me to kill him? Hold his legs or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gwen's something. gonna Gwen's gonna go over and try and uh, rope him up. Okay. You want me to be a hitman? I can be a hitman if you want. <laughs> Does he repeat the hold save at, at the, the end? end? Okay. Yeah. Still not enough. So Gwen, you are able to quickly tie up this individual. There are they are now sort of just still standing in the same rigid position that they were in previously, but they now have very tight ropes around them. You try any of your bullshit and I'm gonna kill you. Al flexes his hand, releases the hold person. I would Unless... like I would like to hex him. Giving him disadvantage on charisma checks. Okay. I don't love the way he lies. <laughs> love the way you lie. <clears throat> Ajan, the map. Do I have a map? You have. Well, you've been carrying your group's map. I pull out the the map. Like, we've been triangulating on it where Caleb is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, Corey is going to use her last level, uh, her last third level spell slot to cast Zone of Truth. Okay. Where is it? What's the save? Oh, actually, he needs to make a save. So does everyone in the zone. Oh, boy. Kind of save. Uh, charisma. <laughs> DC's 15. He failed. I know whether or not you made it. He made it? He, he failed. He failed. Oh, God. Okay. Mine also fails. I made it. Rajan surprisingly made it. Do I need to make a save? <laughs> Yes, you're in the zone. Oh, okay. Nice. Get in the zone. Zone of truth. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and everybody around Corey, did you add plus three to your rolls? Yep. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. So, Crow is currently... Uh, did you, like, shove them down so that way they were sitting? Are they still standing? Um, I think Corey still has her arm around his neck. So they're both just sort of sitting there. Well, this is awfully intimate. Where is it? <laughs> Where's what? There's so many things that can be found in the north. Where is Calum? Who? The Shatter Kai, really pale looking elf that like- The owl. Oh. Well, there was Discovery. Are they in the runes that are here? Gwen points to the map. 
I just look in your direction and then look towards Al. I'm going to shoot him in the leg. Okay. <laughs> Make an attack roll. This is more An advantage. So, this is more to see how much damage you end up dealing. Okay, I mean it's eighteen to hit. Yeah, that'll hit him just fine. Uh, five points of damage. Okay. They are still wearing the mask, but you hear a so you don't see any facial expression change, but you hear a <clears throat> some interesting company you keep, Al, or should I say, Jackal. You can say whatever you want. I'm going to rip that mask off your face in about uh, five seconds. Oh, no. I hold up the other one. I do. I shoot him in the other leg. Up, 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 up. Just going to stand in front of him. I wasn't part of the Inquisition squad, but I learned a few things or two. He'll pull the arrow out and then punch him in the gut. And then use his uh, lay on hands to heal him for 11. Oh, I forgot you got that. He. I was getting nervous. I only have four points. Begins to dryly laugh as a little bit of blood comes from the bottom of the mask. Uh, you always had such potential. <laughs> Are you really in a position to climb? No, but Dude, I have this something guy... you need. Otherwise, this guy's a sadist. He doesn't give a shit. One of you is quite smart, catching on very easily. All right, cool. Someone get in his head. And who might that be? You. No, I'm the one who gets. I'm the one who who brings the pain. I see. What I know from the iron flask does it work on things that are external, or does it also pull from internal? It's only external. You want to find your boy, and after I tell you. You're going to kill me. And if I don't tell you, you kill me. One of these outcomes results in you not finding out the information that you want to know. So I think you're going to keep me alive. Yep, we sure will. What, and then we're going to play hot and cold all over the ruins in the west? Oh, I would, I would absolutely love to see you try. We're so good at sniffing out trouble. Grip tightens on the great hammer on his shoulders. Abijan, are you really going to stop me from doing this? No. I light the crossbow and I'll shoot him again. Okay. And how much damage? Twelve points of piercing. Uh, I'm going to re-roll that. <laughs> Four points of uh, fire damage. If he falls unconscious, I do have Spare the Dying that I will queue up. 
he does go unconscious. Hey, let's just get him drunk. And then he'll talk, right? That's not how this works. That's how I work. Have you never heard of the phrase, loose lips sink ships? No. That's clearly apparent then. Look. If if you have somebody that has information that you don't want getting out to uh, people like us. Well. They're going to be really hesitant to give out that information. So let's just kill him. And then we'll move on. Like, I mean, he's not going to give us what we want anyways. What if we just let him go? He's not going to go back. He's too smart for that. Is he? Or he goes back and warns them of our immediate coming, and all of a sudden we have the entire ruin on our heads. Then again, once they don't return, we'll have the ruin on our heads either way. Or we could take their masks, disguise ourselves as them, and then go in. What is on this person? It looks like they are... They have uh, on their sash what look to be two punching weapons uh, that have what appear to be claws coming from either side. Uh, And you see that along their arms, they have these very intricate metallic bracers that seem to extend upward. Uh, They don't add any additional protection from what you are able to see at first glance but you do believe that these look ornate enough to be magical in nature. Uh, Alberjan, you remember that Crow actually had uh, bracers of defense that they would typically wear. He'll undo them and toss them over to Gwen. That won't work. Why not? There is typically, there's only one of each animal at the facility. Yeah, so but you if you can't we ha- just impersonate Crow because Crow is unique. Uh, mysterious. I have a question. Would I know uh Faye are all about charming people, right? Would I know somebody who would have access to charm person? There is an entire town of Fay ruled by an arch fay that you are currently near. That's what I figured. So maybe, yes, someone. Oh, shit. The Fae. Someone's going to be able to help us. Right, but do we have time for that? This might save us more time than anything. Do you realize how big that desert is? We could be searching it for a year. Of course I know how big it is, Corey. I've been there, done that many times. So we get one of the Fae to help us triangulate by poking around his brain space. We get there that much faster. All right. Load him up on someone's uh, horseback and let's go. We do that. Okay. Take him. So are you going back towards uh, where Emile's body is, or are you heading back towards the town? It's on the way, right? You guys have the ability to hop through trees still, so it's not as big of an issue. 
Lady Green might want to talk to us when we get done yeah. seeing Ripper later. Lady Green might be able to help us. True. Yeah. Alright, well, Corey and I will take this duder back to the Fae. You guys talk to Lady Green. We'll meet up and then we'll go. Because we wasted enough time. Meet. Mm. If, we, if we still can, meet back at this spot. Mm. Alright. Within 30 minutes. 15 minutes. protecting my people was not a waste of time. I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. I meant, like, Calum has been there for a long time. I understand that. Corey lies. Shit. I think I'm in the doghouse. Yeah! Okay. So, uh, as the groups separate, Corey, you, and Gwen are going to be going back to the uh, going back to the town. Kendek is going to be joining... Uh, he's going to be joining Arjan's group. As again, he could go back to town, but he doesn't know anybody there. <laughs> this is a weird party. He doesn't know where to be. Uh, Stay with Senpai. Yes. <clears throat> uh, so the two of you end up making it back to the Hollow Locks, and Crow is along the backside of Ambleforth, probably, as Cyber is too small to carry her halfling, uh, her halfling companion, as well as this fully formed human. Uh, and upon arriving back in the town, um, Talon is quick to meet you. Uh, and when they see that you have this extra individual with you uh talon says my word uh, you've truly done it haven't you is this the one that was causing us so much grief one of them the other's dead this one's a shape changer we need a containment vessel that can prevent birds from getting through he also, also has in oh. he also has information that we need as quickly as possible. I see. Come this way. And yeah. uh, Talon will, along the way, end up getting, uh, end up getting your three furballed friends, uh, Melon, Goober, and Peach, uh, to join as well. And when you say that you need a place that is inescapable by bird uh the furbolds will communally cast a spell that causes vines to rear up from the ground and actually create a half dome uh over you and your group without any escape points leading outside and on the underside of this dome you see flowers beginning to bloom and blossom and as they reach uh, their fully opened form, they begin to shed light in this general area. Uh, and Talon uh, will motion for you to set, uh, set Crow up in a way that they will still be able to communicate. When we'll place him. Okay. 
So you need them to be a little bit more persuaded? Yeah. Yeah, if you could just, like, probe into their mind and tell me exactly what we need to know, that would be, like, ideal. I'm nothing so barbaric. Instead, you just need to learn to have a little panache in the way that you speak. And uh, at that, you see them extend a hand outward. And a dullish blue aura seems to wash over Crow. There. That should be enough. All right, Corey, wake him up. All right. Um, she'll have Ambleforth lie down. She'll prop him up uh, and then just give him a gentle shake. And as Crow comes to, they look up towards you, Corey, and look at Talon. Say, <laughs> I see what this is about now. Very nice. You've all done so well. Congratulations. Is he not being sarcastic anymore? No, he seems to be very truthful right now. He's speaking candidly to his friends. Ah, nice, nice, nice. All right, hey, so we're looking for our friend Calum. He's like that really pale elf that has the black eyes. Can you, like, tell us where he is? Oh, yes. He is with Discovery. Okay, where's Discovery? <laughs> He's in, uh... Ruins of an ancient fortress. We never truly asked the name. To be fair. Right. It's about uh, a four-day ride north of Goulet. Mm. Does this seem like the ones I was thinking of? It does. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and uh, it's the only one with a fully working spire still. You need that for the lightning, wouldn't you know it? Yeah. Um. Hey. What's been going on with him while he's there, dude? Oh, he's been very quiet. Uh-huh. Yes, it's rather admirable, to say the least. I remember when I first experienced Discovery's Wonders, I thought as though I would die. The expression on their face looked like they had given up on that option long ago. He is going to be absolutely nothing like this sordid land had seen since its establishing days. Truly a marvel. And he's but a test. And, uh... What, uh, she's like saying this through clenched teeth. Uh, is there any way to undo what's been done to him? And why would anyone want that? Well, you know, just in case. Friend, I never caught your name. My name is Gwen. Gwen? I'm known as the Tiny Terror. I am known as the Crow, but you can call me Julian. Julian. Yes. 
open for adventure. Thank you so much for rating us. <laughs> we're in a very intense negotiation. Uh, Don't worry, we're all friends here. Yeah, we're all friends here. It's great. Uh, so you didn't answer my question about the like turning him back thing. Like, has he been like actually altered in the brain and stuff? He did not alter the brain. Don't be ridiculous. If we did, Aldrin would never have left. He was always so full of himself. No, what we do is that we, well, discovery primarily, changes things on a level of the soul. Uh-huh. In my case, I was, it was like I was an empty vessel, a vase oh. beautiful in its creation, but empty and hollow nonetheless, and discovery found a fit for me. They paired me with something else. Has Caleb been paired with something? Oh, no. Those experiments are but a thing of the past. We are but mere antiquities in comparison, Gwen. Artifacts of a past soon to be covered in the ashes of progress. So what have you done to Calum? Me? What has I Discovery have done to Calum? He's taking out the useless thing inside of him. Our Corey? benefactors are interested in using him for something. They say that they're going to go to a realm of secrets. Realm of secrets I would I very much like to read. And Discovery seems to think that we can give those secrets to the invested. Could you imagine? <laughs> Corey, do you have any questions for our friend? Cos, thank you for gifting a sub to open for adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Cleric 2001, thank you for following. Oh, <laughs> Realizing that a murder is about to happen, Corey's going to put herself between Gwen and the crow. Corey, do you have any questions for our friend? I have several. And you better ask them quick. Um. I like you. Your aesthetic is very pleasing to the eye. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. It's ravens, not crows. Oh. So close, sister. Um, you said that you were a vessel. What, what did they put in you? A spirit of flames. Hmm. Interesting. How many of them are you? I mean, how many others are there? Since we're going to be visiting them soon, we might want to bring snacks and we don't want anybody to feel left out. How many of us are left? There must be at least 100, 200 strong. You've met the others. You have one of your friends. Al. 
Albajan, the jackal Shen. Surely you good friends with him, are you? We used to be. <laughs> Not quite as close as chums, but I would consider us work friends at least. Uh, she's gonna stand up and look at Talon and say, Do you think that you could safely contain him for the foreseeable future? And Talon solemnly nods. I'm sure there are more questions that I would like to ask this one. Well, whatever questions you would like, kind of friend. I am more than willing to deliver. Glenn <clears throat> is going to step forward with her axe. I think he's answered enough questions. Corey will stand between Gwen and Crow with a hard look in her eyes. Corey. Tilts and looks at you through the mask of the crow. Well, that's awfully sharp, friend Glenn. Corey. I would hate to find out what would happen if we weren't friends. He's more valuable alive than dead, Gwen. He hurt Calum. Maybe not directly, but he is part of it. Yes. But we need the information that he can give. There are over a hundred of them. And they're probably all out there gathering up innocent people so that they can be hurt like Caleb is. <laughs> you think that we gather them. They come to us in droves like the lost flock they are. And he doesn't have a problem with talking. Please give me a persuasion check. <laughs> Take Al, for example. Natural 20. Fuck! That's <laughs> a 27. Fuck! Gwen just, like, can't and walks away. Have a good evening, friend Gwen. Um... As Gwen walks away, uh, Corey will go to Talon and say, please put him someplace that my, my party, my associates can't find him. And Talon will nod. And the, he will look over to the Furbolgs and the Furbolgs will also nod. And the you see that there are, once again, these kind of vines that seem to grow up out of the ground, but this time they completely wrap around Crow as the dome above you fades away. And then the vines wrapped around Crow also dissipate. And you see in their place what looks like a large nut of some sort of tree uh, that has just completely uh, locked crow inside of and you can hear rather muffled 
I don't suppose I can get a meal from any of my friends. I am rather famished. And you see one of the furbolgs like about to go over and the other like puts a hand on their chest. Just mm -mm, no, we don't say hey to that one. <laughs> Terrible. And as Gwen and Corey walk away from the situation where you have left Crow inside of this large nutshell, that is where we are going to go to Arjan and Alderjan uh, as the two of you make your way back to the Lady Green. And when you arrive at this resting spot, you see that there are fireflies that seem to just be living around in this late spring day. And there are other creatures that seem to just sort of be milling about at this point. Uh, none of them seem to be paying much attention to a meal's body that rests on the ground. And you see this well-dressed figure with a what looks like a wooded mask over their face that you know kind of freeforms with generalized expressions and this bright green flame that seems to emanate where otherwise her body would be and they look over towards the two of you and Kendak and say you have my eternal thanks. Twice fold, it would seem. My lady. What do you, what do you know of what's going on here? I am unsure. I have been noticing that there have been problems within these woods that I have been charged to guard. Problems I was unable to detect. Then I found those problems at my, well, growth set, if you will. And it was these two, called themselves Boar and Crow. Next thing I knew, I was in a rather small, and then this one freed me. Thank you, kind traveler. What is your name? Please call me Al, uh, madam. I apologize for my brother's lack of tact as it were these are your relatives not by blood family is what we make of it and can just nod solemnly in the background my lady our, our friends are also working on this but we have captured one of the 
people who have imprisoned you and may need to find information that we don't have a way of extracting. And she looks down at Emile's body. Would you question this one? Would that we could. He's a bit indisposed. These are but mortal problems. And she extends a flaming hand towards Emile's body, and you see that there is a cluster of new growth flowers that seem to come out from the blood that Emile had shed and left on the forest floor. And as these flowers bloom, you see that pollen sort of lifts up and then almost seems to be inhaled by Emile. And she, the lady in green, looks at the two of you. Three questions you will be able to ask of this one. What is the location of the place where Discovery is holding the Shadakai Kalem? And Emil says, Caliborn Fortress. And I will spell that out for you as well. Is K A L E T H O R N Fortress. Do you know what that is? I'm pretty new to this continent, friend. Well, if we we bring it back to Gwen and Corey, they could they would probably know. I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Gwen would definitely know. What room in the fortress? How deep in? Uh, what room in the fortress? One, one question. I don't want to. It's within the laboratory in the basement. Are you satisfied, Arjan? What will he become? And there is a pause. And with the last words that Emil is able to say, he speaks a harbinger of destruction. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stick with us and join us. Thank you to the multiple raids that we got during this. Y'all are crazy. I appreciate you.
we have a giveaway going on, so check it out. You could win some pretty sweet and cool dice. And speaking of things that are pretty sweet and cool, hey, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. My name is RJ, but you can catch me at rjustice 282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life. And also sometimes stream. Hopefully I will be able to sometime this week. You can catch me here, of course, as Alvajim Ostafor, uh, the Azamar Barbarian Warlock in our homebrew campaign. On Thursday, you can catch me over at G Game Nights, where we're playing a good society game called Elegant Suffering. I am a little noble boy named... No, no, he's a man. He's a man. He's trying to win back his fortune. You can also catch me here on Sundays at 10 o'clock EST as Hassan, the Yuanti Druid Cleric in our Tomb of Annihilation campaign. Hi, I'm LB Hackabop, and that was an, the most clutch Nat 20 rolled against Gwen pretty much ever. Um, I You can find me here Sundays and Mondays. Uh, on Wednesdays, I'm on Nerd Immersion's channel. Tomorrow, I might stream with Lauren since I'm here, and I might teach her how to play Overwatch. So it's going to be me yelling at her doing things. So that's fun. Uh, you can catch me on Nerd Immersion channel on Wednesday, uh, doing Rod of Seven Parts with Jordan with PH. Thursday, we'll be back on my channel doing a horror game for reasons because fucking Lauren talked me into it. Uh, Friday, I will be on Encounter Roleplay's channel at three o'clock Eastern Standard Time doing a mask game where I get to play a, uh, uh, pastel goth, super cute, adorable, uh, girl. And then on Sunday, I will be on G Game Night's channel doing uh, the Slaying 101 game where I get to do a naked vampire fight and then back as Rinrin on Sunday night. Woo! Oi! I'm Cyber, Cyber Wolf 1201. Uh, you can find most of the things that I'm in uh, and that I do on CyberWolf1201.live. It's got my Patreon, it's got my Twitter. Uh, where I where I ship posts and I talk about stuff, uh, post pictures of my dog and talk about Hollow Knight because that's 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 been great. Um, I've, I've got a YouTube where I post all the archives from my Twitch, which you can also find there. I play video games badly, talk about lore. Uh, I'm starting Final Fantasy Seven. I've never played it before. I don't know how long we're going to do that until I need a break from it, but we're going to do that. It's going to be fun. Um, I, uh, I am also on here. I'm here on Mondays. I play Arjan. You've seen him. He's a good boy, right? Totally. He totally didn't sacrifice people to TMAT today. So that's, uh, you know, it's great. Uh, I'm also here on Thursdays. I play Albus, the Simakyber Sorcerer Bard. Uh, we just killed my uh, my inner demons, who were also a big catfish, and apparently that was a bad thing. So yeah, we're dealing with that. Uh, I am also on Pro Research Channel on Saturdays. I won't be there for the next two weeks, but I'll be coming back later, and. Uh, yeah, I play Kirk. He's he's druid, except he's not. Uh, he's in a blood cocoon right now. It's fun. Check that out. Danaekinner.com. 
And speaking of DanaeKeener.com, hi everybody, I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. You can find me here on Sundays playing as Baz the Drow Rogue during our Tomb of Annihilation uh, game set in the 1920s or the fantasy Forgotten Realms uh, equivalent thereof. Uh, and you can also find me here on Mondays playing as Coriander, the Elegant Paladin, uh, DanaeKeener.com. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We use shows like this Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sundays. Um... If this is your first time joining us and you want to catch up on more of our VODs, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures where all of those get posted, or you can find us anywhere where podcasts are made available for free. Uh, and then you can download us, take us wherever, leave us a review. It's pretty cool. Speaking of things that are pretty cool, we are having a giveaway go on right now for a raffle drawing. The first pick in the raffle will receive a... 11-piece dice set from our dear friends at Die Hard Dice. Second place will receive a seven uh, set of dice. So both great things. You'll be picking the colors if you win them, and then I will just send them directly to your house. Otherwise, I would be showcasing them, but with the whole not touching things more than I have to, I'm just going to be sending it directly to you from the manufacturer. Good job. You did it. Uh, but with that, we are going to be heading into our after show called Knights in the Courtyard, which is currently being made available for free on our Patreon. So if you would like to help support the show, uh, or if you're curious as to any questions uh, that you might have and would like an answer to, feel free to either post them in the side chat, or you can join us on Discord, ask us there, and then we will respond as quickly as we possibly can via our podcast. So with that, I would like to say once again, Thank you to everybody who stopped by and rated us. That was really neat. And thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!